said Pamela to the patriarchy. Do you queer what I queer? Come ye to live for more. Jesse, we can't read your mind. We don't know when it just starts. Need to enunciate the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> Hi, Elliot. Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. What about you? Welcome to Do You Queer What I Queer with Elliot <laughs> and Tom. And we're Dickwick. And yeah, we're Dickwick. So thanks for listening and thanks tuning for listening. In. Love you all. Love each and every one of you. Love, yeah. <laughs> Um, Even you straight people, we know we know you're listening. A little wink and a nod. <laughs> Thanks, straights. Um, some of you. <laughs> Listen. Look. And look and subscribe and rate and review. Yeah, rate and review and subscribe. I know that I'm like every podcast, it's really annoying and yeah. like typical of a podcast to say that, but do it. It matters. A lot of you have been doing it, so thank you. Yeah. Um, like tell your friends about us, maybe. Yeah. If one of your friends is like, I need podcasts to listen to, like suggest this one. Yeah. I did that today. I suggested my own podcast. So uh, I noticed someone suggest our uh, on Facebook. I noticed someone suggest our podcast to someone else, which was cool. That's really sweet. Yeah, I'm shocked that anyone would want to listen to it. Well, you're such a a blathering faggot. I know, right? Blathering. Blathering makes I'm me think of words. a whale covered in soap suds. Now I'm horny. <laughs> oh, yikes! It sounds like my shower jerk off yesterday. Ooh, tell me. It was just fun. I like just jerked off with soap. Which I've never oh. done. Um, probably shouldn't do because I'm I'm uncircumcised. So I like I made sure none of it like got trapped. Do you know what I mean? Uh, no. Yeah, that's how you I get do. the yeasty infection if you don't clear the soap. Oof! Out. Have you had a yeast infection? I've had two. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, when, to say the yeast. When, <laughs> <laughs> it's a baker's dozen. That doesn't make sense. Um, it was really the yeast of your worries. <laughs> We uh, we uh when me and when me and <laughs> sorry when me and my partner Vigo first started dating, he had to apply my yeast cream for me. Oh, um, and that's cute. how I knew he was the one. That's so romantic. It is so romantic. So uh, can I not get a yeast infection because it's I don't have any like billowy skin? Much less likely, I think. Right. Um, potentially impossible. Jesse's shaking his head. Tom can't, eh? I feel like we should try. Challenge accepted. Tom, try and get a yeast infection. Okay. Just stop showering. I love challenges. Leave soap Yeah. Everywhere. Just leave soap around my penis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dip it in, like, Dr. Scholl's. That's not soap. Um, oh, God. One time I did a sexy dance with, like, dishwasher detergent on my chest, and I got a horrible rash. I'm going to need to know why and to whom this dance was. Um, I'll tell you after. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you rarely can't say things. <laughs> Um, um uh, interesting that you were jerking off in the shower. Did you know that I can't jerk off standing up? Okay, so uh I lied. It was in the bath, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. But although I recently did come standing up and I I'm usually can't. You. Thank you. I was proud of yeah. myself too. My knees cramp, uh, and yeah. I get distracted and I just really like to sit down. Yeah, all the all my focus goes onto my feet and not onto my penis. Yeah, you need which that is a full problem. focus. I need a full focus. Love to hear from listeners. Do you jerk off sitting or standing? I think a lot of people jerk off in the shower, which is something I do not do. Yeah, I I, I clearly can do it, but I was wasted. Um, And it was like a very hot situation, so I don't know normally. Right. If I can. One time you and I jerked off in a hot tub together. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, At a stranger's house. (laughs) Oh my God, he's a listener. We have to get this. We have to get this. 
shit. Can well, we restart this we, whole thing? <laughs> it's fine. We didn't come in the hot tub. We didn't come in the hot tub. No, no, no. Sorry. We came out of the hot He's tub. He's going to know what we're talking about. Him. Okay. Oh, jeez. Okay, wait. Whew. We have a very serious agenda today, folks. We have such a serious agenda, and I am already off the rails. <laughs> flustered and blustered. Flustered and blustered. But at least you're yeast-free, right? Oh. God, it smells. <laughs> it does? Yeah. It what does it smell like? Like yeast. Like it smells like... That's not an answer. Well, yeah. You know when like you leave a beer out, there's kind of like that sweet, like almost acrid sensation? I'm so sorry. Did you say the word acrid? I love the word acrid, yeah. Uh, I don't know that. I don't know I, the word. In my mind, it's like slightly acidic, um, off-putting. Ew. There's like a twang to it. A twang? A twang? A, a tang. Your dick is Dolly Parton. A, <laughs> my balls are the boobs. A tang to it. Um, what? Okay. The actual fuck. Phew. Okay, here we are. Do you have any corrections uh, from past podcasts? I, I don't. Great. Do you? I have uh, just a few cute ones. Just cute, yeah. Um, so... Uh, we were taking our listeners on the journey of the Cruise and Tango's drag race competition. Yes. And I uh, am beside myself with guilt that I did not... We let the ball drop. ...follow up on, on that, as well as um, Barbara Bardot and Selena Vile did. Um, Selena made it almost to the end, mm-hmm. um, but the winner was Sapphire to the Rain. Congratulations, Sapphire to the Rain. Congratulations, indeed. we Sorry, it's so belated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were just a little hurt that our friends didn't win, but... Right. Like, I, I'm i always um, a jealous loser. I'm also not going to attribute emotion to my just scattered brain. Like, uh, my thing is I'm just not that organized. No, you're right. I made up that thing about <laughs> being upset. Like, that's not why I forgot. Radical accountability, Tom. Yeah. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> um, what's your next correction? Oh, yeah. So, uh, our lovely guest, Kate, uh, was on last week, and she was very informative about um, every single topic. About every topic, yeah. <laughs> uh, so she just wanted me to pass along a few things. Uh, she wrote, There are many queer, positive Anglican parishes in Toronto which didn't get a mention on the podcast. For a more complete list of welcoming parishes, visit Proud Anglican, <laughs> proudanglicans.ca. Cool. Cool. Thanks, Kate. You can check that one out, Elliot? No. But <laughs> thanks, Kate. <laughs> Well, our listeners might want to. We didn't. Sorry. I baited you with that. Um, uh, I, I just wanted to share this other thing which she wrote, which I think is uh, nice. This is not so much a correction, but a deepening. And I leave it up to you as to whether or not you want to, to launch into this correction or not. Well, spoiler Here alert, we we're doing it. Uh, many communities that struggle the most with LGBTQ2S plus issues within Anglican circles are those who have been colonized across the globe. When Anglicans sit down to talk about the rights and role of LGBTQ2S plus people in the church, that fact is always in the room. Having respect for my siblings and faith whose opinions differ from mine must include that perspective. In order to break the cycle of colonial violence and white supremacy, these communities and their perspectives must be taken seriously and truly heard as we have sometimes difficult conversations on this topic. Fucking amazing. Kate, thank you so much for not only yeah. being so eloquent, sharing so much of yourself last week, but also 
just again being the queen of corrections corner, even when you're correcting yourself. That's what, like what meta, a beauty. meta yeah. correction coronation street. Coronation. <laughs> meta correction coronation street. Um, fuck, I hate that show. My parents love Coronation Street. Never seen an episode. They watch it every fucking day. Is it still running new episodes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's They're that? obsessed Season with it. 45? Yeah, something like that. Holy shit. It's so goddamn boring. The stakes are so low. <laughs> Until all of a sudden someone dies and then it's... You don't anyway. even care about yeah, it? Yeah, I don't care. Um, uh, sorry, this is not a correction, but a, um, I want to plug our live show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is November 19th. That's a Monday night at Glad Day Bookstore. Tell your friends. And Jesse is giving it. me seven fingers. That must mean seven o'clock start time. Thank you, Jesse. Doors are at seven, seven thirty. Rush hour. Rush hour. <laughs> come, come at seven. We'll be there. You know, yeah. we'll be like cute and slutty and yeah. There'll be cute apps. Informed apps. Um, yeah, there'll be cute apps if you. Is come. that right? We're getting vegan catering. Vegan catering. Yeah. Uh, so there's your incentive. Aside from seeing two ridiculous faggots. And a bunch of familiar voices. Um, Pamela's upset that we're erasing her pregnancy right now. I'm just tired of it taking up all of our conversations. I'm so t- Like, she just doesn't shut up She's about it. Always, it's all of her posts, yeah. our ultrasound pictures, projections yeah. for the we future. We get it. Pamela, Your life is moving forward and mine is not. I understand, We understand, Pamela. yeah. She honestly got pregnant to make you feel worse about yourself, yeah. I think. Ooh, uh, actually, I'll give a quick live uh, Pamela update. Yes. So, as everyone knows, uh, a friend of the podcast, Kathy, adopted a cat. Uh, a white cat named Pamela. Um, and Pamela has uh, gone on to bigger and better things. Uh, she's now a barn cat. I thought you were going to tell me she died. She's not dead. She's okay. alive. And she's living her best life in a barn, where she should have been. She she was... Um, she was... Feral. Feral cat, yeah. She was quite... <laughs> quite wild so barn life suits her yeah i feel like uh pamela's imbued with that spirit trapped in a stony body really i feel like she's like horrified by barns and would never step foot in one i guess it depends on what shawl she's wearing that day but something about her spirit seems unruly to me like you can't quite pin her down i i I, yes i agree with you on the unruly if she ever breaks like a scream will erupt from the shards i feel like if she ever breaks we die yeah both of us break in the same place um, what other corrections? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean um, to there. Uh, uh, no, that's it, uh, actually. Cool. Uh, can we do news update corner? News update corner. Sorry, folks, we have a lot to get through um, off the bat in this episode. A lot has happened. Yeah. First thing to say, uh, Canada has legalized weed as of October 17th, uh, 2018. So that's very exciting. We should all appreciate that. We should all take part in that. Um, the one thing that I would like to say and people in my social circle have been very good at being vocal about this, but we do need to remember that it's not just for us to like be white and smoke a joint and post about it and laugh, but a lot of people of color have been overly policed um, for the use of weed, whereas a lot of white people, myself included, could have walked down the street smoking a joint even when it was illegal and shit all happened to me. So Mm -hmm. we need to keep pushing, keep checking, making sure that these records are getting expunged, uh, that this over-policing of people of color um, is being recognized as one of the reasons um, and political impetuses behind the legalization of weed. So let's not, you know, take this too too lightly. I guess. Is well, what I fucking said. <clears throat> Thanks. What you really else? catered that? I did cater that. I need her speech training. Jesus. <laughs> I've had her speech training. I should be better. Yeah, Tom. Come um, on. Okay, so I have another news corner. News me, baby. Uh, so. Uh, 
on Sunday, this past Sunday, the 21st, something really sad happened in the U.S. Yeah. And there was a draft memo that uh, under the Trump administration um, that has been... Sorry, it's unreleased at the moment, uh, but it's somehow been leaked and it proposes a strict definition of gender based on a person's genitalia at birth. Right. And so the existence of the draft memo is the administration's latest effort to roll back recognition and protection of transgender people under federal civil rights law. Which Obama had taken taken action in right. making more fluid and respecting trans people. Mm-hmm. And um, within hours, like, I don't know about your circles, but mine certainly erupted. Erupt, yep. uh, there's a hashtag that came out of it. Uh, won't uh, be erased. Won't be erased. Yeah. Um, so I encourage everyone to take up the fight. Yeah, please. It's uh, fucking horrifying. I have an anecdote about this. So I was with some people when I heard this news and I and I said it and I was like obviously really, really upset and taken aback by it. And the people I was with laughed as though it was like another funny thing out of the Trump administration. Oh. And that's the danger of, of making jokes of it and of yeah. saying what a fuckhead this whole administration is because that makes light of things like this that are so utterly terrible. And uh, we need to be as horrified like we we can't get numb to the fact that this was probably expected because he's fucked in the head but mm-hmm. right we need continued advocacy and action and accomplice yeah shit. and the timing of it is suspect of course like beyond it's suspect, part of yeah. the roller coaster of midterms what's going on right before the election speaking of elections oh yeah speaking of elections the election was today today results are coming out probably at this exact moment polls are literally closing as we speak so we are going to give so everyone you... a little update at the end of this episode sure sounds good sounds good yeah um uh, i read this thing today at work and cried um as i usually do at work but i'd like to share it with you elliot and please. our listeners um if you'll allow me to this uh was Uh, written in the New York Times by Jennifer Finney Boylan. I don't know if you knew who she is, but she's a very um, uh, renowned uh, scholar and trans activist in Mm. the States. She's a professor at Barnard College of Columbia, and she's also an opinion writer for the New York Times, obviously, which is what I'm reading from. Cool. Um, And this is just a letter that she wrote after after what has been leaked on Sunday. Trump cannot define away my existence. On Sunday, news broke that the Trump administration seeks to narrowly define gender as an immutable condition determined by genitalia at birth. About 1.4 million Americans who identify as transgender would find that identity eradicated by the federal government. I admit that I'm reluctant to react to this latest cruelty, which is obviously just one more cynical move clearly designed to stir the pot ahead of the election. Trans people are the latest conservative whipping girl, like African Americans in the 50s or gay people in the 90s and 2000s. Nothing is more dependable now than the passion, the heartless display when trans people's humanity is offered up for mockery. I was speaking at the F. Scott Fitzgerald Festival in Rockville this weekend when I first read about the administration's intentions. Since then, I've thought a lot about Nick Carraway in The Great Gatsby, who yearns for a world in uniform and at a sort of moral attention forever. Who would not want to live in such a world? A place in which things are ordered and simple, a world in which you never have to make room for people whose experience of being human is so radically different from your own. Conservatives in particular seem to yearn for such a place, but then 
that would surely be a world in which everyone would nearly would be nearly the same, drab and soulless, like Trump Tower. Instead, the actual world contains all sorts of wonderful variations of nature. Look, there are two cans and puffins. There's the duck-billed platypus and the blue lobster and the Venus flytrap. Isn't it a miracle that God has given us all these wonderful things? Surely, if there's room in this world for these, there should be room in this world for me. Up until now, sorry, there has been, uh, and more of it in recent years, as government and culture have become a little more accepting. But now that America is great again, people like me are to be redefined out of existence. President Trump and company, she'd be prepared for the consequences of this decision because the people most likely to be disappointed in this glum new world will be themselves. They will be disappointed to find themselves, if they are men, standing in a men's room with me, even though I have breasts and a vagina and a clitoris, and I do thank you for asking. In the new world that they're creating, I'll be right there in the boys' room with them, checking my bra straps and putting on eyeliner, you know, because of the Y chromosome that they insist is the only gender marker that matters. Don't like this world? Well, you could have left us alone. Republican parents of transgender children will now find their trans sons and daughters endangered by freshly empowered bullies. How will those parents react when their vulnerable, frightened children come home in tears or bruised or not at all? Will these children make the choice of Leela Alcorn, who decided that rather than live in such a world, she would throw herself beneath the wheels of a truck? Don't like this world? Well, you could have left us alone. I have news for Donald Trump. I do exist. Trans men and women exist. Genderqueer people exist. We've been part of this country for hundreds of years since before the revolution, in fact. Redefining us won't make us go away. It won't restore your world to its precious, boring binary, which I hate to tell you never existed in the first place. All it will do is make people suffer. Can any good come out of this miserable moment? Well, I can hope that this will inspire people more than ever to fight back. Not just trans people, but our spouses and our children and our allies too. Their numbers will include people not unlike my late mother, conservative Republican women who just can't stand to see their children bullied by the one person in the country who ought to be most concerned with keeping us all safe. Don't like this world? Mr. Trump, you could have left us alone. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Thanks for reading that. Woo! Can I can I counter that? Um, I wasn't planning on this, but Alok V. Manon, um, an activist, uh, trans activist I've talked about on this show before, uh, wrote a post about the same <clears throat> the same thing. Can I read it really quickly? Absolutely. As an addendum, not addendum, but to supplement that. So the post goes. So it's a it's a graphic that says show up for trans people, and the post says with the Trump administration's effort to narrow the category sex to invalidate trans rights, we need to be careful to not frame this as simply a conservative agenda. The selective depiction of gender as constructed and sex as biological is wrong and is perpetuated across party lines. Feminist movements still mobilize around the category of woman to the exclusion of many non-binary and intersex people who experience patriarchy. Trans people who do not take hormones are still dismissed as less real, even within trans movements themselves, because of the hierarchy of sex as real slash embodied and gender gender as constructed slash aesthetic, but both sex and gender are recent historical and cultural constructions. In the past, I have called this liberal liberal trans misogyny, a situation where cis womanhood is maintained as the norm and trans feminine people are seen as less legitimate and parodies in comparison. Our genders are regarded as aesthetics. 
uh, outfits, makeup, etc., and not a fundamental dimension of ourselves. We can self-narrate our pronouns, but not our body parts, because those are seen as fixed. This dismisses trans people like me as, quote, men in dresses, or, quote, biologically male with feminine gender presentations. Actually, my body is not a male body. My sex is not male. I have the right to narrate my body on my own terms. The contemporary scientific notion of male and female is also a historical construction with roots in colonialism and racist eugenics that has been universalized without teaching people their historical origins. For example, for hundreds of years, white people believed that they only could be males and females, which they saw as the peak of civilization that black and brown people had not achieved. Trump defining these terms is not an aberration, but rather the continuation of what the majority of the world still thinks. Cisness is natural, and trans and intersex people are aberrations. Implicit transphobia enables moments like this. Consider how you, too, perpetuate trans misogyny and intersex erasure by permitting gender to be fluid while stabilizing sex. These ideas have and will continue to exist across society to dispose of trans and intersex lives. So there's a lot of people who we can turn to in times like this. I suggest we do that. I suggest we look to look to our trans um, our trans community leaders. Trans leaders. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, fuck, but fight. We're gonna fight. Fight, support. I mean, if there's any good thing that's gonna come out of this, it's a fucking fight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, sorry for that tangent. Sorry, not sorry, but yep. we have more important, not more important, but very important things coming up. Tom gave me eyes right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Tom, do you have anything else to... Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, just quickly, I know that this is a lot, but I just haven't seen you in so long, you <laughs> stupid faggot. I have so much to tell you. Uh, listen, so... This is what happened in Chip, Chipman, New Brunswick. Uh, the council sanctioned raising of a straight pride flag over the weekend. And uh, people were outraged. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and it was brought down within 24 hours. Thank God. Um, it just is so silly. Stop it, New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. You know better than this. We d- we shouldn't have to say this, but the reason that queer people have yeah. to have pride is because of oppression and, and persecution. So, uh, hey, yeah. straight people, come on. And I did something stupid uh, because I read the article online and then I did the stupid thing. I read the comments. Don't. Or do. It but- was, it was uh, an awakening experience. Mm-hmm. Like, some of the rhetoric is, well, I can't believe that people who fight so much for inclusion are trying to not include us as in straight people. And I'm like, Oh shit. You're so stupid. Like, how do you talk? How do you? So I did, I did. You didn't engage. I I did engage. I know I shouldn't. You definitely should. I know I shouldn't, but like, I just hear shit like that and it just boils. What did you say? Oh, I just, uh, you know, I, uh, there were so many um, insightful things that I read online about it today. So I just basically like took like copy and pasted that shit. Like, Hey, here, here's, here's why this isn't a thing. Yes. I think for anyone who, um, who the comment that Tom just said aloud, if that resonates with you, just think to yourself, are you struggling to try and be oppressed? Are you reaching for oppression? Because that's what that shit just seems like to me. And it just doesn't make any sense. Like. Straight people jump through fucking hoops for that, so. Yeah, uh, uh, and maybe one further, because, fuck, there's a lot of heavy lifting to do, but if you know people that think that way, yeah. maybe engage in a conversation with them. Yeah, and I would say the way to go about that, because rhetoric is clearly very important in these instances, uh, 
those of you who are able to, we do need to curb maybe our more aggressive attitudes in that, uh, <laughs> which I know is difficult. It's difficult for me too. <laughs> it's hard but, for both of us. But we talked about this on this yeah. podcast endlessly. There is yeah. there is definitely something to be said for meeting someone halfway yeah. um, and not making sure that their politics like get further <laughs> Yeah. problematic or whatever you know it's something i want to get better at i always talk about it but Same. instead of like engaging i'll like be dramatic and flee and then talk like, on a podcast and or yeah yeah <laughs> or like cry or scream yes and like those things are not helpful, not helpful for helpful discourse to anybody um, <laughs> oops do we have anything else <laughs> sorry i know um uh no uh let me go look i made notes today aren't you Cute. proud of me i'm so proud of you um no, I don't have anything else except to hype up our guest that's coming on. Hype, hype. May I? Please. Okay. So, this is just a quick, cute disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my best friend coming on the podcast tonight. So, there's a few things that I just want to clock for us all and you to hold me accountable for this, Elliot. Um, th- one of the reason, one of the ways I show affection towards people is utter beratement i know um we all know so so that is usually what like what my relationship is with this man and so having him on and trying to be professional is going to test me yeah and i want you to uh, make sure that i don't fall into utter silliness i will do no such thing but i appreciate you (laughs) asking me to do that (laughs) is there anything else um, know that I'm very, very excited. He's uh, uh, obviously uh, love him to death and my best friend, and he's here to talk about some of his experiences, and I'm very happy to have him on. So without further ado... Adieu. Here's Matt. Hi, Matt. Hey. Or do you like Matthew? No, Matt's fine. Okay. Yeah? You're the fucking worst already. How are you? <laughs> Thanks for thing. coming on. Thank you for having me. Oh my god! It's already beginning. Already, I want to like already start each other down. Him. Tom's just throwing <laughs> shit across the room. Um, Matt, can you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I already told you I hate this question. Yeah. I um, yeah. My name is Matt. I guess. Um, Wait, why oh, do you hate it? Your voice cracked. Oh, sorry. No, I'm being supportive. Go on. Oh, oh, puberty starting for me. <laughs> um, sorry. What was the question already? Why do you hate my question? Oh, because it's like an interview question. I'm going through like an interview and I don't know. Where, where are you going to be in five years? I don't know. <laughs> We're trying to put you in a box. Yeah. And what you're saying is you're too queer for our boxes. And oh, so we oh, appreciate okay. that. Being confronted. We cool. appreciate that. No, no, no. Cool. I'm, I'm defending it's you. my best friend, everybody. I'm defending you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the caveat to that question is like you can answer it however the fuck yeah. you want. Sasha, you can say, I don't want to answer that. No, I, re- I just guess I don't know how to answer it. I'm just a, a cis white gay male, and that's all I really have to say about myself. I'm gonna- <laughs> God damn it. You really box yourself in. I did, didn't I? <laughs> um, well, no. Okay, so, like, what uh, what do you like to do? What are your joys in life? Oh, uh, cute question. Oh, sure. Very cute. <laughs> oh, I'm being sincere, both I'm of you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're just playing into this vile atmosphere we've created. Well, me and Tom actually met through hockey, so I guess that's one of the things I like to do. Uh, we like to travel. I know that we went to PV a couple years ago, and you've heard some of his stories about all that. I like to bring it up again in the past. Oh, boy. Thank you. Um, but yeah, no, I'm a simple person, nothing special. Just I'm yeah. a simple person. I'm a simple person. What do you. <laughs> I feel like I, I disagree with that. But me too. I think you think you're a lot more simple than you actually are. Well, we I, can get into that later. Folks, he's sipping a viewers... frappuccino and twirling his hair right now. <laughs> 
He's texting, but really loosely. He uses pumpkin spice poppers. I read this whole article about how pumpkin spice hating is actually veiled misogyny. We don't have to get into it right now, but it's really no, made that's me stop and really? think. Really? Yeah. No, I don't buy it. Well, because apparently in the past, pumpkin spice was like... <laughs> I can't. Sorry. Here we go. It was this. Here we go. It was this. Another history lesson. <laughs> Skip it's, ahead fifteen seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Pumpkin spice in the past was a spice that women often used to to bake with to 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 make things for the household. And as soon as they started enjoying it for themselves in their own drinks, apparently the patriarchy had turned on them. Oh, uh, for fuck's sake! That okay. was not my analysis. I just thought you would. I enjoy hope they were wearing Uggs at the same time. <laughs> And like really long nail extensions and texting. Oh, what was this? The fifties, sixties, or this? I don't, I don't, I don't even know why I said that, Tom. I hate you. No, you said it because you know what gets a rise out of me, and it worked. (laughs) Matt, you're not so simple, and I think we're gonna get to the, get to the bottom of you. Well, we'll see. Get to the bottom of him. Yeah. Sorry, wouldn't you like that? that one? I'm gonna make veiled sexual. um, (laughs) I didn't notice. What is this episode forty-five? Just think I'm noticing that now. (laughs) Anyway, so you, uh, you know a bit of about what to expect from tonight. Oh, absolutely. So yes. do you have a color prepared? I do. <gasps> what is I it? I did. Yeah, I do. No, I, I, I do. Um, I was thinking about it all day today, actually. I was like, mood colors. I was trying to like figure out Google how I was feeling No, today. no Google. It's supposed to be organic. I, I, okay, I, go on. I'm sorry. I'm no. Sorry. Don't queer police him. Uh, no, already. So yeah, no, my color hat. is amber. Ooh. It's a combination, I feel like. What? Was your color amber too? Yes. Oh, oh my god. No, Jesse, cut this. My, I'm changing my color. It's to be amber. I'm like, changing my color. Specific. You guys, this is perfect. No, it's not. No, you, you know, you continue. Why? Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Well, my color is amber because it's a combination of like moody, but calm, but like nervous at the same time. And as I was driving here, it was like the most beautiful sunset that was like coming over the sky. And it's like fall right now. So like amber is fucking perfect right now. I love it. Oh my God. Tom Wise I guess I'll amber. go next. Mine's amber because like I was feeling like, um, um, Amber like Rose proud mm. today and like sort of like it has like a sense of golden like a like gold but also a sense of urgency and um, mm-hmm. like a like a, I'm like a mosquito trapped in like Jurassic Park the rock that's full of amber kind of like trapped yeah no no I get it we're like extracting DNA from you and like building a theme park around exactly you, like, but I'm still like trapped in my you know oh my God. anthropological Time strata. Um, yeah. Time strata. Yeah. That's, that's not, that was know. on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> Time strata. And <laughs> just like voting and like I was walking down the street and I was like having a day. I'm like, yeah, I'm so good. I'm voting. Like I'm going to work. I'm like doing all these things. And then I was like, like, you know that sense of pride where you're like, maybe I do have this life figured out. And then I stepped in this like dog shit right away. <laughs> and like I just stepped right in the shit. And I was like, oh, Oh right! Yes, no, no, no. Like you're calm still you. down. Like I'm still a, an utter disaster. Yeah, and my, so like my amber was so literal, and yours was l- my like gold. a mosquito in a rock, and like yeah. Las Vegas <laughs> underneath a pond that's dying with a frog about to eat it. Yeah. Like. So my gold turned to an amber, and also like amber alert. Yeah. Like, yikes! <laughs> yikes! Just yikes! Oh, that's it. Shall we get into it? Can I just say that like? As we evolve on this podcast, our colors just more and more closely resemble a string of nouns. Like, I'm yellow, like pumpkin, orange, happy, sad, frightened, dog. There's, there's literally no more colors associated no, with like, it at all. Like, whatever you see first is just. There's a string. I mean, a few of those words you said were nouns, but I get it. A string of non sequiturs. Okay. <laughs> Fucking grammar police. No, grammar is the patriarchy. I'm sorry. I take that back. Yeah, let me be clear. Fuck grammar. Um. 
the whole time I just wanted to make fun of your Amber for being trapped in a mosquito rock, but you did it yourself. And I'm, I feel like the way you also taken, went there with that. I, I was, I only after you guys said it, right. was I going to mock you? Um, my color is kind of on the same page though. I'm like a, I'm like a, uh, an oaky, like nutty brown. Um, Ooh, like you know, a shit brown. Yeah, like is that because that you were the watching top? all that shit porn on Tumblr? You told me about that. Don't think I wasn't gonna out you on here. Okay, I just need to tell everyone that I fell down a rabbit hole online. <laughs> um, I found this like weird controversy where this like bear has this cult for real. Who who three people have died and is like immediate social circle in this cult. And I was following this like basically true crime thing on tumblr just going through people's blogs and then one of the blogs who was speaking about it was also a thinly veiled shit blog so i looked at the reblogs that that blog had done and found a world i never knew existed i was really upset i couldn't look away so much shit like eating out guys who were shitting like shitting on guys chests Oof. like can you send me that tumblr page <laughs> I think wow, Matt is outing himself <laughs> right now. Simple, right? We call him Scotty Matty. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be cut. <laughs> Fake oh. news. I love it. Um, okay, the patriarchy. Let me finish my. Faith Goldie over here. <laughs> I bet you she's into shit porn. Um, <clears throat> Can we be sued for libel? Uh, no, I'm like deep, deep okay. oaky colors because I'm like sitting yeah. sitting in a room with like wood furniture, like nice mm. veneer wooden floors. Um, I've just I've just exercised my democratic right as a citizen yes. of of a of a nation of a democratic nation. Yeah, and I feel good. I'm relaxed. I feel like you. I feel in charge. Mm. Um, there's a smell of roasting coffee beans. There's a fireplace crackling. Um, it's very reminiscent of parlors that that like women weren't allowed in. Um, <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. But no, but we're I, going suffragette already. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Actually, I think that parlors were started by women. Oh, okay. but um, anyway, yeah, I'm just like very I like feel an old timey like, saloon. Yeah, thank okay. you. I just feel like relaxed, but also like there's something wrong, and I don't know why, but it's probably misogyny. Um, so that's my. <laughs> there's something wrong. I don't know why, but it's probably misogyny. Probably. That's the title of your memoir. <laughs> <laughs> just peeking around corners, like. Yeah. Looking behind curtains. Jesse, um, are you watching Jesse's TV? watching videos. He's watching it? shit Tumblr porn. <laughs> I know this episode is already off the rails, but... Um, Every episode you... is off the rails. <laughs> I know, I know. That's our, that's our flavor. Um, so, Matt, if you feel comfortable, do you want to give us a little history of your, like, queer um, coming out story? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Uh, it started back... 2000. I'm not going to start when I was a kid, knowing when I was gay. But I'll start from coming out. I moved to Australia in 2011, it was. Um, before that, before going there, I knew that I was going to come out while I was there to my parents. So then I, when I moved there, I had a whole, because there was a whole plan of... Hashtag safety. Yep. Hashtag safety, exactly. I'm sure you discussed it before. Hashtag safety. Um so then I moved there, knowing that I was coming out. I had a whole plan. Get my first semester over with. Wait till like the summer happens, right before the second semester, just so I had time to like prepare for anything that was going to potentially happen. Uh, so first semester happened, and then I had written uh, a letter to my parents, like yeah. handwritten. No, oh god, no. Okay, it's not snail mail. I, I emailed a letter to my parents, um, just basically telling out how I felt and thought that I was gay and where I was coming from and the fact that I think my sisters knew and all that kind of stuff. 
Um, and then it I should said be said this, maybe if I'm allowed your your family's probably on the more conservative side. Um, yeah, they're Catholic. Maybe not my mom. Maybe more more my dad for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I had sent the letter and it was like maybe afternoon there and I had sent it knowing that it was nighttime there so that I had time to prepare. My mom would like go to sleep, whatever, woke up fresh with her coffee and everything, read it. And then um, she had called me literally 15 minutes later after reading it. So oh, she, she was clearly reading her mail. Did you have a heart attack? I Yes. I was like peeing my pants. I was like, um, I'm not going to answer this. So like I hung up the first time. I was like, nope, not dealing with this right now. I'm like too busy. And then she called back again and she like Skype called me too. And I was like, okay, got to answer this. I oh, know fuck. like it's done. She knows it is A what Skype it is. Call. Oh God. I, yeah. Well, that's what it was. And then she answered it and she's like, I read your letter. And I was like, oh, like which letter? No. <laughs> <laughs> that no, chain no. mail about you know, <laughs> selling lotion. <laughs> Did you buy my Nivea cream? Um, my shopping list. Um, so then she read it and we talked about it and she was obviously emotional about it. My dad had fallen asleep already. I think she had woken up my father and talked about it. In the letter I had mentioned that, um, that I know that my sisters had known that I was gay. So she confronted my sisters while on the phone call too. So I can hear my sisters in the background talking about it. Oh my God, that's so Italian. Uh, Yeah, obviously. It's like a speaker call. Everyone's on the phone. Uh, (laughs) People had landlines. There was like four different phones. Everyone had a phone on each other (laughs) talking to me. Um, And then actually they apparently didn't have no idea. And I was like, how do you, how did you guys not know? Like you guys were constantly sort of making fun of me, but also like saying that I was gay, blah, 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 here and there. I guess they didn't know. Um, either way, my mom was like very supportive about it. She was right off the bat. She was obviously emotional, like everything every mother is. She was sad. My sisters, uh, no one really messaged me until like the next day. My dad had called me the next day and everything like that. And everything, it was a relief for me. And then they had to call me back the next day and everything was just really good. Everything, like everyone wow. was really happy. Everyone was really supportive. My sister sent me um, uh, emails about, like, joking about gay things. Like, was it Ellen DeGeneres who turned to you and this and that? And they're trying to make, like, a fun thing about it. And I was like, okay, cute, like, they're fine. I think of. it was cute. And no, it was cute sort of-ish. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and, yeah, that's kind of it. And then I, my mom, obviously, my mom was a blabbermouth. So she told my rest of my cousins and family. And everyone emailed me saying how supportive of they were of me. And, and it was really good. It was really, like, a breath of fresh air and like I realized I didn't need my plan that I had and it was really it was really refreshing to see it was very supportive of all of them great that's amazing so then you lost 100 pounds moved back to Canada yeah yes so (laughs) how dare you confront me about my weight (laughs) loss um yes I was a bigger person before leaving for Australia and then uh and then you were a bigger person spiritually when you returned yeah sure let's go for that parallels I love it yeah yeah let's go for that yeah, so then I... I don't know why that's relevant to the story. No. I don't know. I just, wanted, just wanted to, to confront me about it. Cool. I'm just <laughs> like grasping possible. at straws to be mean right now. Oh. No, no, I'm trying to be nice. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> if you say it loud and fast, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's my that's my story. That's my coming out story. So was, I ra- had it rather So when did you come back to, to Canada? Because I feel like we came back at a, maybe around the same time? Yeah, we came out of uh, end of 2000... I came back at the end of 2011. Oh, no. I came back a few years later. No, I came back just because... I missed my family and I wanted to come home. And, and you wanted like, to like, now that you were out, you wanted to play gay hockey. 
yeah, I didn't know there was gay hockey, but that's how, yeah. And then right after, good intro. Um, <laughs> so then, yeah, so then I came back and I met some people. I was out in the community and I was trying to obviously date because I was kind of fresh in, in the community. And I wanted to see what the dating scene in Toronto was like because I wasn't in it before I left for Australia. So I came back, I joined gay hockey, and that's where I met Tom, for one, as my friend for the first season. More importantly, that's where I met my current, <laughs> definitely more importantly, uh, where I met my current partner of almost six years now. Aww. Six years? Yeah. Congrats. Also Ooh. named Matt. It's disgusting. Matt Matt. Matt, Matt. Matt. My dad calls us M squared or Eminem. Eminem is Eminem. cute. That is cute. I want to adopt that. Eminem. Yeah. Does Matt get along with your parents? Yeah, he definitely does. Nice. Yeah. I was like, he was like the perfect boyfriend to introduce as like my he's my first boyfriend too mm-hmm. so like the perfect first boyfriend like for his career for like he's just had himself stab, established as a as a, a person yes exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. we were both into it it was like really <laughs> easy to get along that was Elliot's voice you're <laughs> <laughs> just throwing your voice <laughs> but yeah and that's where we that's my partner now as of six years now so so you fucking fell in love bought a house moved in together yeah. Just doing all the things that boring people do. Uh, sorry. Um, bo- uh, uh, not boring. Um, people in love. Do. <laughs> deep, deep do you in remember that what it's like, Tom? Uh, I bet in love, but that's another story. Um, and so then what? And then. What's your, what are your next steps together? So that's the reason why I'm here. So the next steps that we took is we decided. Um, we decided maybe about a year ago to look into potentially being uh, parents. So then Matt did some research. He um, searched that there was a course that we could take learning about how to be how to be a parent, like your different options, your different routes to go about being to being a parent. And there was one that was at uh, the Sherborne Health Center in Toronto. And we took that we took that course and it would lasted. It was 12 weeks. 12 weeks. I thought I was going to get a baby at the end of it, but I didn't. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> that stork missed house. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I put that thing on my front lawn and everything. It's a boy. No, it's not gendered. It's decided. It hasn't decided <laughs> yet. you look at me when you said that? I'm not going to attack you. I haven't decided on the gender yet. Um, uh, not only for gay couples, right? It's- no, it's for all couples. Uh, it's geared towards uh, the LGBT community. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that was at Sherborne Health Center, which is uh, closer to the village. Nice. Um, so yeah, she took that course and it was about, it was, she teaches you how to learn about your different options, which were either co-parenting, fostering, adoption, or surrogacy. Um, and each thing was about four weeks long. So, and that's kind of the gist of what. So sorry, what, say that again. Co-parenting? Co-parenting, fostering, adoption, and surrogacy. So you learn uh, about your different options. Okay. And how to go about them, whether it's costs, lawyer fees, um, and just your options, essentially, about how to go about which route you want to take. Wait. So this is a big ask, but... Oh, sorry. Go sorry, on. really fast. Uh, yeah. Co-parenting as in, like, when you're two parents, or is that a kind of way of having a child? It's a kind of way of having a child. So the definition of co-parenting is when there's a couple and a non-sexual relationship. Right, I see. Uh, so, I have a friend who did that. Yeah, so of two or more. So they brought in a couple... Of, they Every section, every route had... Um, people to come in and talk about it. So it was mostly like a female with one male or two males or mm-hmm. a lesbian with another male. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what co-parenting is. Cool. Yeah. Thanks I'm for assuming that, that would be uh, 
the best option for me. Because um, it's like a shoes love altogether. I don't know. What? Because like love's not in the equation. <laughs> so it's like probably your best bet is what I'd say, right? In terms of having a child. Ex- excuse me? Because like romantic love has How? been plucked from the equation. Very so dare you. Co-parenting is probably your future. Um, uh, right? I'm going to address this. Off <laughs> it was actually like it was the first thing they presented and I thought for a second that it was my option too and I was like this is a really good so, idea so I know it's a big ask but can you go through the pros and cons of each one oh shit um, so what are the pros and cons of co-parenting um, it's um, like I don't it's almost like divorced parents because you almost maybe not see your child as much as you'd like to oh, there's right. a lot more work involved in terms of like a financial situation right if another person becomes in love like the couple becomes in love where is someone going to live your workplace um those are a lot of con there's a lot to think about when it comes to co-parenting if you're going to get along with that person does like does yeah. cas um ch- children's aid, aid services yeah. have to be more involved in a co-parenting no situation so the tip the couples that we had um, literally, they just took her sp- his sperm, put it in a test tube, and she sat upside down on a couch for 45 minutes and, like, injected it in her badge. And right. then she just sat there and got pregnant. Like, right. it was, like, the cheapest possible way you could go about it. Right. Um, and they're, like, it, it takes a real special, like, group of two people or more <laughs> to, yeah. like, be able to do that and have the organization around it. So, like, you don't have any organization skills, so it will not work for you. <laughs> Really? He's talking to me. Yeah, to- like literally can't him. get his life together. Uh, okay. <laughs> Flipped the script on you being mean this episode, didn't we? My, my. <laughs> Choice of Anne. Um, So if you want to co-parent him with me, uh, just joking. Um, <laughs> that was really sad. Don't. No. no I'm kidding. You'd be a great parent. No. Ish. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't want to. Ah! Ah! <laughs> um, okay, so that, that was the con and the pros. Yeah, so the pros of it would be like if you, I guess this would be my kind of pros. If like you. It's sti- cheap. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very pro. <laughs> uh, if like you wanted to go on vacation or if you have other things planned, it's yeah. almost like someone else is a babysitter for you. Oh, I mean, you don't amazing. have to worry about getting or hiring a babysitter because if you wanted to go yeah. on a date night, you can just kind of drop the child off at the actual moms. Yeah, right. Um, so it's like divorced parents who get along and that's how they kind of described it. And it was, yeah, no, like the, I think that's like. But the, the co-parent, like you, would they li- like, I know it's different every case, but is there ever instances where the. Yeah, so one together. couple, they own, I guess they own a triplex, and one person lives above them, and one person lives above them. Oh my god, them. that's so, it's so like, ideal. Yeah, that's so it's so like so easy ideal. for the child to go up and down, like they just sleep over at one person's house and just go downstairs and sleep at mom's house. Oh, I want to do that with my friend Megan. Megan, email me. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's, what's the yeah. next one? And then, uh, fostering, I didn't, like, we can go to fostering, because I didn't learn too much about it, only because a I had to miss one of the sessions and B, it wasn't something for me or my because right. fostering takes is a lot. It's a, it's emotionally you need yep. emotional investment. Someone coming into your house that's probably older and then probably troubled and then you have to like let them go once they find someone who will adopt them. And if they're older, it's unlikely. So it even becomes more difficult because then you have to put them back into like foster care and it's just a lot more difficult so fostering i didn't learn too much about mm-hmm. I, the coat whatever not the coach the 
person who was running the course was a foster parent. He was he's really good. Like it takes a, a definitely a special person to be a foster parent. Yeah, and it's yeah. hugely important that people do it's do that. It's hugely I totally important. Get what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, is I admire there, people um, who can be foster parents. Is there not that this is at all important? But does the government like supplement any kind of money? For... I, I think they do. Okay. I don't know the specifics. Um, this course was like a crash course. Like I didn't get yeah. as much information, but you like, don't need yeah. to be like the authority. for sure. No, I, you can definitely Google and like get a, probably more information. Like yeah. probably provide. And then yeah, so then we did. We I guess me and Matt were more focused on uh, a surrogacy and adoption option. Mm-hmm. Um, and then surrogacy was like hella expensive. So it's yeah. like. It's, what are the steps? So surrogacy, like, it, de- it depends, like, where you want to go. If you want to go through either traditional or gestational surrogacy. So, like, traditional is, like, uh, you would use, say you had a sister, uh, I would use her, both her egg and her uterus as to, like, and my sperm to grow our child. So she would be, like, the legal mom. Right. And they don't recommend <clears throat> traditional surrogacy, especially if you have a partner, because then they're the legal mom and they have legal rights to make choices um, and all that kind of stuff. So it's basically, again, a wife that you didn't really want in the picture, but kind of thing. So it depends like, but there's some women who will do it for sisters and brothers, like kind of thing, just because it's out of their heart, doing this with their heart kind of thing. Right. Um, But then then there's gestational where like it would be uh, my sperm and an egg donor's egg put into a surrogate. And that's kind of where the most expensive part comes from because you have to pay for the egg. You have to pay for the in vitro. You have to pay the surrogate. You have to, obviously, it's your sperm. You have to pay for uh, legal fees. And that adds, adds, up, adds up to like... What about health care too? Do you have to pay for So OHIP bills? covers most of okay. it. But it comes out to like almost like seventy to $100,000. Yeah. And that's if it works. So like it may not even work, and you have to like Do go you get through three tries or something with OHIP, or like is there no? So number? for when it comes to OHIP and in vitro fertilization, you get one. It's covered. OHIP covers one. Oh shit. One time for you, but there's obviously like a massive waiting list. So you're better, and like in vitro, they said in vitro is like almost basically the cheapest part of it. So you're better off just paying like the twenty five hundred dollars or the six thousand dollars, whatever it is, I don't know the exact price, mm-hmm. to do the in vitro yourself and just not wait in the line of the queue to get it for free. It depends how much money you have i see oh boy so but like they they it's seventy thousand dollars it's not seventy thousand dollars up front it's like over over time it's like you'll pay the legal fees at the beginning then you'll get like the egg and then you have to wait a bit in order to find a surrogate because you have to like go through a folder or um a list of people on a website to kind of just like choose who you want to be your surrogate yeah uh, and it takes time for and the surrogate has to choose you as well so you have to put yourself on the website it's like it's literally like dating you have to find someone who's going to match with you and who wants to be your be your surrogate uh, and then the cost associated with paying the surrogate because in um, Canada it's illegal to actually pay someone for their you can't pay someone you can't pay I can give you $25,000 for being my for being my surrogate you have to uh, pay the, for the services. You'll pay for their food, their maternity clothes, their time off of work, um, any healthcare issues that may arise. That's kind of how you um, like offset them. and how... And that's why it's better in Canada for someone to be your surrogate because you know <clears throat> someone's doing it out of the kindness of their heart right? and not because they're doing it for the monetary value. Right. So it's, it's a good plus. And if you go to the States, it's you could pay like triple that and have someone like this who will be your surrogate. And well, it's yeah. easy enough. Like California apparently has like the largest amount of surrogates 
I want to say the world, but maybe North America. Right. Just because everyone goes to California to have their child. That's going on parenthood. Yeah. Sorry, my cat's eating leaves in the <laughs> microphone right now. It's very strange. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if you could hear that. Okay. Um, and then the last option is Adop- adoption. Yeah. So adoption, there's like three routes you can go technically to. Um, there is private, public, and international adoption. Right off the bat, international adoption is like not an option for most people especially for gay people um it's just extremely expensive for one because you have to when you're adopting out of country even out of province you have to be able to be afford the cost to go fly there and be with the person and spend months with the person for whatever it may be for whatever reason if you need to um for, especially for adoption, because you right. have to be able to, if you get a newborn baby in a different province, you have to um, be able to stay there for at least 30 days, just in case the mother changes her mind. Right. Okay. Yeah. So Which you have to be able so to afford to stay, which is so, so heartbreaking. Yes. And it's one of the people, one of the couples who came in had that happen to them. Like they held the baby and oh then like God. they had the option of like within seven days to like change your mind. And the lady changed her mind oh because her family intervened um, and said that they'll take care of the, like they'll, take care of the baby and like they just and it's so hard to get a baby when it comes to adoption right it's like the hardest they say it's like one in like fifty thousand or something like that in order to get an actual baby because obviously everybody wants a baby and you're competing with straight couples gay couples and you're competing with everybody um but then there's international adoption and like first of all when you go to international other people in those countries want to adopt people too but then there's also like the gay laws of like not there's no they don't allow gay adoption in the, in any country. No country right. allows it. I don't think even Canada allows gay adoption um, for international. So if someone from like Italy wanted to adopt a baby from Canada and you're a gay couple, so a lot of people pretend to be single and now they're cutting that down. So you can't even be a single person to adopt just in case because people used to lie about being, <laughs> about being in a relationship with another same-sex couple. fuck? Oh my God. Elliot, did you know? I did not know that. Wait, sorry. I'm confused. So you can adopt as a gay couple within Canada. Yes. But if you are an Italian gay couple, you cannot adopt a Canadian baby. Yeah. Like, but even as a Canadian, if I wanted to go to any other country, I would have to... Most people used to pretend they were single in right. order to adopt from a different country. Why would it change across national borders? Like, why would you be allowed to adopt within the country as a gay There's person? There's no international international gay adoption is not allowed in what any country. The fuck? It's just a it's just a thing. I'm like pretty sure. I'm like 99 percent sure. Like I believe 90%. you. I'm just you know like don't believe me. I'm not even sure. Like Jesse, check that out. <laughs> but like yeah, and then uh, public and private are the other main two options. Um, Public, free, maybe $2,000 for legal fees that are not maybe maybe not necessary depending on how you go about it. Um, and then you have the way both public and private adoption are works is you have to go through what's called the pride course. Nothing to do with the fact that it's called pride. It has to do just parental, I forget what it stands for, parental something. I'll find out what it's called. We'll do a corrections court on that one. Um, you take a pride course and it lasts, um, it's 27 hours, but you can do it in one weekend for eight hours a day if you wanted to for three days and just get it done with, or you can do it over nine weeks for three hours on the weekend, but you're better off just doing it quickly. And then you have to do a home study. And if you do it through public adoption, it takes one to one and a half years. But if you do it through private adoption, you have to pay for it and you can get it done within 
um, six months kind of thing. So you had to pay about $10,000 for that. Wow. But then after, it's still not done. So like Ugh. after this two and a half, like what, two years now through courses and through a home study that you may not even pass because like they completely invade your life to make sure that you're a safe adult that can take care of a child. Um, you have to then do, uh, you have to apply to the CAS. Mm-hmm. There's only six within Toronto. Um, five are religion-based and one is not. So five? Five are religion-based. Five of based. six are religion-based? Five and what uh, five faith of six. is it? Christian? So there's all, all like oh, there's five. Oh, There's Christian, Judaism. Right. Maybe Islamic. I get it. Um, like they're different faiths. Yeah. So was... like you call a children's age society. Like the first thing is ask. The first thing they ask is like, what's your, like, you have a religious affiliation. And right. if I, as a gay person called, accidentally called a Catholic one, I said, no, I'm a gay male. They'd be like, okay, please call this one. You call Whoa. the Toronto one because I can't go to the five religion-based ones. You have to only. I have to, to go the to the only one that's in the Toronto CAS. Okay, here's my rage <laughs> coming up. Yeah. <laughs> mm, <got> drink. <laughs> so then you would um, go through the CAS. <laughs> Tom wants more wine. <laughs> that's behind the scenes, Matt. <laughs> BTS. <laughs> He's getting angry. Um. And then once you apply for the CAS, the Tor- if you call the Toronto one, you say, like, I'm a gay male, they'll put you at the top of the list. Like, immediately, like, you'll get a home study within very quickly. And if you say that you're um, a black gay couple, you'll immediately get it also. But if you say, like, you're a straight white couple, you'll have to wait, like, a couple of months to, like, actually be in this specific Toronto one that allows the LGBT community. Like right. Those straight white people can go to, to religion, a different one. Yeah, to yeah, religion yeah, yeah. based yeah. one if they wanted to. Yeah. Right. Um, but you can also like, that's within Toronto. If I wanted to, I can go another high one where a lot of LGBT people go is I think it's Kingston just cause there's a high rate of adoption there. And the reason they gave was cause like there's a lot of universities there. <laughs> Oh, right. Oh, my. So a lot of people go to the Kingston because, like, what? There's Queen's McMaster there, I think? Yeah. Um, so there's a high rate of adoption that happens there. Um, as a question, though, like, so last week we had, a, like, a queer person of faith. So would she be able to adopt at one of the religious ones? Well, I, yes, because she has a husband. Okay, yes. sorry. And, and let's say in this hypothetical, though, it mm-hmm. was, like, um, no, if you if you a Catholic, if it was a Catholic gay couple, no, I think you have to be a Catholic straight couple. I think it's only for straight people. You can't be a gay couple. Oh, LGBT uh, couple. absolutely, yeah, yeah. You can't be a gay couple no. and adopt the, the Catholic one. No, right. for sure. Awesome. I'm not mad at that yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel great about yeah. that. Yeah, I texted when you first told me that. I like did the research on it, and then I texted my mom. Oh no, I shouldn't talk about him. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> I texted my mom and I was like, "Mom, did you know about this?" And and uh, she just wrote back, like, um, yes, I did. I was like, okay, well, great. So, <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. And now you know why I'm such a fucking raging faggot about it all. All of it. I love um, Mom. What, <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, uh, so at the end of it all, sorry, was there anything else you're missing? No, like, I guess there's, like, all those fees, but whatever. If anybody wants to, like, ask more what about are the fees. fees? So uh, I guess, like... So let's not shy away from the fact that like people who are are queer are usually disenfranchised literally financially. Fiscally, yeah. Um so 
obviously we like most of um, the majority of us don't have a hundred thousand dollars to spend on a fucking surrogate that may not work out um like what are you what are our what are your to come out of this what are your options like reasonably what are they uh, well, I started a Pantheon account, and no, I'm kidding. A, pa- a Patreon. Wait, shit! Damn it! Damn it! Pantheon account. So close to landing a joke. So Greek. Minerva. So close to landing a joke. Anyway, <laughs> let's not get into that. Uh, damn it! I screwed that joke up. Um, what are my real options? Yeah. I guess like what you literally have to save money. You have to just save it until you're ready to. Never done to that. be able to afford it, <laughs> and then your kid is going to cost you a million dollars in their lifetime. Yeah, a million like dollars I, a kid. Yeah, yeah. like if it works, yeah. and I hope they're worth it. So, right. yeah. 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 <laughs> what if you have a shitty kid after all that? That would fucking suck. What? What oh do you mean God. a shitty kid? Just like a lazy piece of shit kid who like doesn't want to help you at all. What did you call me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like really looking into your soul for that one. Um, you know oh. me. Like I would absolutely remind them. Like you know how much money I spent to have you. Oh, you would definitely absolutely. do you that would make to your a monster. kid. Yeah. You, would literally... you would actually like track all your spending and then show your kid. When they're three years old. When he, when so your like diapers 30. cost exactly yeah. this amount of money. You get your so... kid like a Venmo when it's four. <laughs> <laughs> Can we split this Uber? <laughs> No, that's, it's American. Venmo. Shut up. I know, we just don't have it. <laughs> that was here, I think. That was geographically here. Some twink that I like, like, uh, was like cute with in Texas asked me to Venmo him some money, and I said I didn't know what Venmo was. Anyway, uh, Matt, at the end of this, all like, so what? What do you think you might do? So I think we um, are gearing towards adoption. So our first next steps essentially are to take the pride course and take the home study course. And then after that's said and done, kind of go from there because like the home study is extremely invasive and like it really makes us think about if we really do want a child mm-hmm. and then kind of um, go from there and start applying for different, cause it's still going to take another two, three years from now in order to actually get a child. Yeah. And the best part of it was not, sorry, not the best part of it, it was actually the saddest part of it is there's a every I think every bi yearly there's an adoption um adoption what do you call it? adoption um at their like inner care center there's an adoption um like fair yes adoption like fair oh my god that's a sad word but yes adoption fair that happens um bi yearly um twice a year and then um you go there and you just see all these kids that need adoption so there's like <gasps> one room where it's like apparently like dim lit it's like very dark tissues like ready for you and then there's videos playing of kids videos videos of oh kids. my god <laughs> i thought oh they were my like god videos in a room. I no 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 real children just in cages on oh, the no. mexican border <laughs> <laughs> oh my no like videos of the kids um begging to be adopted so, like, oh no so oh, they're older dear. kids Oh asking to be adopted, whether they have like a disability or not, and oh they're all no. in the system, asking and begging and like pleading and pleading their case as to why they should be adopted. And then some people have friends, like their like six year old friend who's like saying like Matthew's perfect for adoption because he's like my best friend. Like a character and witness. For character a child. witness. That's exactly what it is. It's a character witness. So apparently, but I'm, even still, it's really hard to adopt after all these begging videos. Yes, because people who adopt aren't looking for 
older kids. Children. That's older right. children. They're looking for babies. They're, they're looking for babies. Looking for and it's your best. You're not going to get like it's really unlikely to get a baby. But so realistically, like one would maybe not you. One would um, adopt a child who is eight, nine, ten, probably with fetal alcohol syndrome yeah, or something. You know what I mean? That's part like, of one of the questions they ask. Okay, are you okay? okay? At the pride course, they ask immediately, are you okay with a child with fetal alcohol syndrome? And if you say no, they're like, please leave. Because like, right. there's a high percentage of chance of your child is going to have fetal alcohol syndrome. Right. Yeah. So Or along the spectrum. Right. How does that make you... like? How, how do you feel about this? I... Obviously very sad about it. But like, I... I'm part of the system, I guess. But, like, I would want... I, I don't mind adopting, personally, a two-, three-year-old and then, down the line, adopting an older child just because I know how how many there is mm-hmm. and how sad it is that they're still in the system. Mm-hmm. But that's, like, me now. Who knows mm-hmm. how it's going to turn out? But it's, like, it's it's really, really hard. And it takes a special, special person to take on... A child that you know may have a disability mm-hmm. or anger problems Absolutely. or resentment already to the world. They're like they already that. like six year old, six yeah. years old. You already established and you already like yeah. almost hate every everything mm-hmm. from where you are. You yeah. have your friends and you're pulling them away from the friends in the foster home essentially. So your it's personality like, is developing. Your personality is developed. I will say though, I like yes to a degree, but I also have. Um, Friends who, when I was young, I went to their adoption party. They were an older gay couple. They adopted an older child. Like, I think, like, older than six, I want to say. I could be wrong. Like, maybe six or older. Um, And it was really tough for a few years. Um, Then I went to high school with him, and he was totally transformed. Totally transformed. They were amazing, loving people. Like, And it is possible. And I hear a lot of the, like, determinist aspect of, you know, like, you're ruined if you're at that age. But I really do think that there is something about being loved consistently and yeah. it definitely can change people, you know? That's yeah, lovely. no, absolutely. But you're both right. It takes a certain kind of person with, with money, obviously. Patience yeah, and patience money, yeah. and money and support system. And yeah. Yeah. And I don't like, I don't think like being self-aware of myself, I don't think I have the patience for that. And it's, I hate that I don't have the patience for that. Cause I would love to yeah. adopt someone who really yeah. needs a home. And it's it's difficult oh, to really still see those videos. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, like you know, as if you were to call me out on it, but yeah. No, no, I, no. I'm not going to call you out on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. We can't take care of ourselves, so we yeah. can't. No, it's, it's I'm going to really lazy difficult. Susan this over yeah. to your direction, Elliot, and like because I know that uh, that like having a kid is something that you I want, want to do. Yeah, yeah. In your life, so after hearing this, what are your thoughts? Well, um, I. I don't know. I, I wanted to have children. I think the more I see the way the world's going, I think with global warming, I think with uh, a lot of things, I actually uh, don't really necessarily want to bring another kid into this world. Um, I think that there's a lot of people. However, what I will say is if I do have a kid, um, I hope to be to be able to adopt uh, someone who is in the system. And I hope to have a house one day that can do that. And like my partner is now kind of entertaining the idea of going into a line of work uh, in which he can support children, but we may not necessarily ever have a child, like possess a child for ourselves, mm-hmm. but use, um, hopefully we have capital one day, like you use use whatever resources we have to help someone. Um, th- that's where I'm at right now. That's where I'm settling. Uh, I don't know what might change. Uh, this is just my fucked up view, but I can't help but think like in light of a lot of things, like to birth a child who is yours seems narcissistic and seems 
ridiculous as a queer person because I feel like we're given a chance to reevaluate those desires. We're told that that's what straight society does. We're told that that's the pinnacle of human existence. I want to push back against that personally. Um, I would never say to someone that they couldn't do that or shouldn't do that. I just grew up with that desire to see a little a little me with my genetics everywhere, and then I really had mm, to probe it's why. biology. Yeah, way, like yeah. why did I believe in that narrative? Like I, I yeah. understand it. I think my the answer to that question is I don't know where I'm at. Hearing yeah. this, I feel like um, I feel like I just won't have a kid, but I don't know. Like two things to that. First, I think you'd you both of you, you and your partner, would be mm-hmm. absolute like perfect parents for fostering. Mm-hmm. I feel like you guys are like just from knowing you guys are perfect for fostering. Like to take in a child to like kind of shape them to kind of guide them on the right path. And then put them into the back into the world like a better person. And I think that's exactly like what you are both meant to do. I feel like that's I don't so know why. Sweet. And I feel Thank like you guys you. should like look into fostering a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, definitely will. And that's another reason why I'd also want to do adoption. I get the part of having it in my DNA in the world. Yeah. Which is another conversation is like, is it my DNA? Is it Matt's DNA? Right. But also like there's so many people oh God, who want Matt's. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. <laughs> no, like I just said that for like the podcast, but it's definitely what he is. <laughs> we don't want another another family member. Another me. Oh my God. There's like fifteen of us. It's just my like individual family alone. Funny story. Matt you was would like, spend a hundred thousand dollars on a cigarette and then I would convince her to abort. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just joking. Just cutting back click on that. That joke's too far. Oh my that god. That joke's too far. That's exactly our that's oh our brand. God. That's staying. I'm oh so my sorry. god. That's staying. Oh my god. Tom, you could do it too. You're very convincing. Oh my god, that's I know I'm convincing. <laughs> some wet eggs and some sushi. Do you really want to miss out oh on my this? God. Abort. Um, sorry, continue. <laughs> Oh my I can't god! With you. That's so funny because you say like having another family. Like if I were to have another family member, Matt was like, because there's so many family events that I have, and Matt goes to all of them. <laughs> oh my god, you have so many family events, and this is coming from someone who has so many family it's events. Literally weekly. Yeah. So Matt was like, uh, we have my grandmother's like fifth year passing away anniversary. And Matt's like, that's a thing. Yeah, for Catholics. Yeah. Oh boy. And Matt. <laughs> and Catholics. I mean, <laughs> I guess for my family, I don't know Italians. And Matt was like, so you're telling me this? I have to go to a living relative's family, but I also need to go to a dead relative's party. And I was like, yes, yes. Wow, that's some coercion. I like that. I was like, it's free dinner. Just go and shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, that's what you would say. Oh, shit. Um, Um, Matt, I'd be remiss to not ask you what we ask all of our guests. Uh, Sorry, my cat's careening into your pages on the floor. notes. She's got some issues. I adopted a cat. See, there you go. Halfway there. <laughs> Similar. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, do you think queerness is political? And how would you uh, use your queerness to make a difference in the world or in society? So, I, yes, I do think, think uh, queerness. Twink. twink. Yes, I do. <laughs> twinks are political. Um, <laughs> yes, I do think uh, uh, queerness is political. I knew you were going to ask me this question. I was trying to think about it. I don't use my queerness a lot within society as much as I want to, like you guys do, to go to rallies and to go to that kind of, to kind of go support the LGBT community as much as I want to. But I use it, I think, within my family. I try to, within my family and within my workplace, I try to, um, make sure that they know about queer uh, queer rights with queer and queer politics like i've had many arguments about how 
shall not be named Mr. Mayor mm-hmm. uh, or Mr. Premier, sorry, Mr. Premier um, doesn't believe in our rights within the school system mm-hmm. and through all that. So I tried to teach them about why they shouldn't have voted for him. Mm-hmm. Not that they shouldn't have. I don't know if they did. Shouldn't have voted for him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how I use it. I use it within that platform, within my family, and try to make sure they know about the queer rights that are happening, queer issues that are happening. And within the work, I try to um, guide um, work employees to be comfortable around other queer people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I try, my last job, it was really special because my boss had come to me after, we've been, I worked there for four years. My boss came to me and we went to a private room thinking that I was going to get fired. But we went to a private room and he was like, my daughter has come out as bisexual. She wants to take a girl to prom. And he started like getting emotional about it and asked me about my story, asked me about how I did it, how my parents felt and everything. And I just tried to guide him just to essentially tell him that everything would be okay. It's not that big of a deal as it was. It's a 21st century. Like Mm -hmm. it's not about you. It's about her. All you need to do is just support her and tell you love her. And that's when he started to like cry because he's like, I haven't told her I loved her yet. And I was like, okay, like you give me like tasks all the time. Oh, I probably shouldn't mention his name. <laughs> oh shit! We'll, we'll bleep the name. We'll get whatever. Um, Wait, what's his last name? <laughs> Ooh. Um, go to her. Go home right like, after tonight. Yeah. And tell her you love her, and that's yeah. all that matters. You yeah. need to process this on your own time, Aww. by yourself. No, not by yourself. I said if you want resources, and I gave him some resources. I, to- I geared him towards P Flag. Mm-hmm. to ask questions, to call them if you were concerned about certain things. Because um, he comes from um, Guyana and he's very religion-based. So that's where he was coming from in terms mm-hmm. of the LGBT community. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that's how I use my... I think that's how I try to use it within the workplace and try to... That's beautiful. I'd say I, I'm really happy and proud of you to hear this because it seems like you're on a front line that I'm never on. Like yeah. you're in a conservative world uh, with your family and with your job that like I don't get because I'm surrounded by my like faggy queerness as I don't know mm-hmm. how yeah, you feel about that, Elliot. I second that. That's a really good point. But that's yeah. not fair because like I, the things I've learned to say are because of this podcast and because of you too. <laughs> like, sadly enough, like, that's where my sources come from. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, like, I'm so sorry and also incredibly touched. Okay, so like, nice. but more Elliot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you just had to give it to him and take it away, didn't you? Uh, God, I'm feeling every emotion that I could possibly feel right now. <laughs> But no, it's true. That's like where I'm coming from. Like that's where I've learned to get in that front line and learn my facts and learn to be informed and learn to vote and learn to learn about queer studies more because of this podcast. It's like kind of guided me towards it and uh, for not forced me, but enlightened me to learn more about it. I'm glad. I don't know. Tom's what to crying say. That's really sweet. again. <laughs> Tom. Uh- Self-righteous faggot. I'm not being um, self-righteous. Don't cry over that. I'm not being self-righteous. <laughs> How dare you? I'm I'm happy for my friend and his growth. It's amazing. 
fuck you. It's like when I saw her when I brought up the situation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was so nice. It's like your Mother's Day gift. Yeah. Uh, Matt at soccer we had our first soccer game in May and mm. he uh, he suggested the group go around and say their name and their their uh, pronoun that they oh that's amazing called. and I like literally fell over because four years ago he, he wouldn't have done that it's it's a testament to the fact that we're not one thing and that queerness is a process right mm-hmm. and yeah. that we're all going through the same process together agree um, can we quote at you <laughs> I've been dying to be quoted. Before we fucking penis fart at you, do you want to look over your shoulder right there to Pamela and just like maybe give us a little? What What are you getting from her tonight? Like, what is she like? Maybe describe what she's dressed as. So she's wearing, uh, I guess it's a pashmina shawl again, um, a wig that she got from Just for Cuts. It was a really <laughs> bad haircut. She's wearing. Glasses on top of her head that actually remind me of my nana. Aww. Because this is Pamela's actually from my nana. She's voting. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh my, my God. God. We never mentioned that you're the you're the reason Pamela exists. Yeah, I gave it to you guys. I totally <laughs> forgot. At your, first live, at your first live show. Yeah. Um, she's voting. She's narcissistic because she's voting for herself. <laughs> so she has that in common with Tom. Um, Fair. But yeah, she looks like an old... Real housewife yeah. woman who's kind of shattered. I don't know if she was pregnant. Yeah, she's pregnant. Yeah. Can, yeah. I her, can I have her she baby? She can be both. <laughs> she's her surrogate. She's my surrogate. <laughs> Please. I'll pay her off the record. <laughs> Take that money. Um, okay, well, really fast. So she is your grandmother's who passed away and you gave her to us. Yeah, so she was like in the house. She's actually a, pig- a piggy bank. I mean, yeah. in a cap. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then I was like, Anyone asked me if they wanted uh, this cat, mostly as a joke. And I was like, you know what? Kathy would like this because <laughs> it looks exactly like Kathy's cat. So I brought it to a live show. No, and no, then- no, no. This Pamela existed before her Pamela. Oh, my God. Really? You got that mixed up. Yeah. She really? named her Pamela after this. Oh, geez. Yeah, yeah. But she had a cat that looked similar. Hans. Oh, Hans. Hans. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Hans yeah, looks yeah, similar. Yeah. You're right. So I gave it, I brought it to the live show and then you guys just made it her mascot after we. We just literally we literally just took her. And we it was like, it. Yeah. perfect. It was fine. You guys yeah. needed a mascot. So. Well, it Pamela, well. thanks you for allowing her to be it's good Pamela. seeing her. Again. So do we. Yeah. Missed her. Are you ready? Can we uh, quote on you? Oh, my God. I'm so nervous. Yes. Long time listener, first time quofer. <laughs> Tom, you want to go? Sure. I can't look at you when I'm doing this. What's your favorite swear word? Fuck. Rimming twins or twinning rims? <sighs> Rimming twins. <laughs> Was that what we... Uh, uh, upper beaches or fluffer screeches? Upper beaches. Describe your sexual awakening. <laughs> I'm going to pass for now. How dare you. <laughs> um, uh, most embarrassing moment. <gasps> uh, having a parasite... <laughs> oh yeah, Matt got a parasite from eating ass. Uh, we're parasite twinsies, please. I never got that. <laughs> Jesse cut it. He got it. <laughs> I love ass eating parasites. Um, mm. <laughs> I mean parasites from eating. What ass. did you call me? I'm <laughs> um, Tom or Elliot. Oh, Elliot. Brawn or brains? Brawn. <gasps> no, Matt. Brains. What? <laughs> Ooh. Um, you just said something wrong. That's both. Right. So yeah, I can't yeah, decide. Yeah, yeah. Hines or check out those behinds? Oh, check out those behinds. <laughs> no, I'm an ass, man. Italian food or Italian men? Oh my God, both at the same time. Yeah. Read it or breed it? <sighs> breed it. 
<laughs> Who's your queer icon? Ooh, I would say Ellen DeGeneres. Oh. Grey's Anatomy or Gay's Anatomy? <sighs> Grey's Anatomy. I'm basically a doctor. <laughs> What's your favorite bar in the village? Oh, Woody's. Um, hairy back or shaved crack? Shaved crack. <laughs> Confront me. Cut or uncut? Ooh, uh, uncut. What's your favorite sex position? Doggy style. <laughs> or anybody sitting on my face, Sorry. either way. A rim job or a slim snob? Oh, Tom, rim job. Blonde or brunette? Blonde. What's your favorite sound? <laughs> 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 or... <laughs> I love it. Nice variation on those sounds. Oh, oh thank you so good much. Quoting. Good quote. Thank you. Um, before we end and do a silver lining, I mm-hmm. should just say... I'm not, I'm not uh, kink shaming anyone who's into shit porn. I need to. Oh, oh just, a quick correction on that. Just real quick circle back to yeah. that. It might seem as though I was mocking you. It certainly is not for me. However, um, if you do it, that's fine. <laughs> I'm just confused about how you don't have E. coli, but maybe someone can let me know. Isn't there a handkerchief color for that? Yeah, brown. yeah, there is. Yeah. Oh yeah, brown. I guess. Yeah, Our friend got E. coli and then like got thousands of dollars and traveled the world. Uh, Who? Sorry. Wait, yeah. wait. How do you get money from E. coli? Uh, it was the whole Walkerton, like it was in the water oh, thing. I would have went to Walkerton. It wasn't from Scotty Maddie. Oh, that sucks. <sighs> if I knew that, I would have went to Walkerton and got money. <laughs> of course you would have. <laughs> uh, yeah. Get a postcard. Okay, also, well, Tom, well, I feel like I made you mad. I'm sorry for calling you self-righteous. No, you did make me mad when you said that I was self-righteous, but that's also self-righteous. Yeah. Like, you know, when you get mad at someone, Buddha says it's probably because you... It's what you don't like in yourself. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> it's very hard. That for was me not to an apology no, whatsoever. It, it wasn't. I brought it up again to <laughs> stick that knife in deeper. Um, let's do silver lining time now. Uh, do you have one, Elliot? Uh, yes, I do. I went to see Florence and the Machine um, play in Toronto this past week, and it was one of the best concerts. I mean, I've seen her three times, and it was the best, not only that I've seen her perform, but also the best concert that I've ever seen in my entire life. It was amazing. <sighs> I believe you, because you know you texted me to go out that night, mm-hmm. and you've never done that. I know. So I, I knew that. that it was a, like a fun night for I you. Mean, my best so friend good. Emily went there, too, and she was saying how she was like so supportive of LGBT rights. She was saying like, women are, yeah. believe women, and she like went on a whole... like toxic masculinity yeah it was amazing amazing things she also it was it's it's culty i will will say that she's definitely culty like she told us all to join that cult yeah right she told us to turn off our phones and exist in a moment that can't be repeated which i I really like no no it's amazing yeah Um, but then she also told us to turn to someone a stranger and tell them that we love them and to hold hands with a stranger which is beautiful but a room full of people doing the whim of a single person just is a is a cult, especially yeah. when there's like vaguely pseudo spiritual undertones. Yeah, I don't think I would like that part. I liked it. I told someone I love them, and I turned to the straight guy beside don't. me and offered my hand, and he was like, "No, bro, I'm holding my girl's hand." Like, ha ha, and it was oh, that really awkward. Toxic masculinity was for him. Yeah, like she was <laughs> directing was it towards that man. He was so nervous. Though. He was like, "I'm really stone man." And I was like, "Hey, no worries, bro. Like, whatever you it's got." It's not no do. worries. You just grabbed his Ooh, ass and moved that on. That story just fell off for me. It's yeah, Matt. Really I should have well. just sexually. Assaulted yeah. him and then called well, it a day. Fair enough. <laughs> Fine, I take it back. Um, Tom, what's your silver lining? Um, oh, uh, so I uh, organized a end of year banquet for a soccer league that Matt and I both play in, and uh, it was really fun. And I was really stressed about it because I had, there was all these moving parts that weren't coming together, and then they did, and it was really fun. And Selena Vile came and performed. And she was off the fucking hook. She's such an amazing performer. 
Like, she really just brought the house down. She had four outfit changes within two minutes. She had so many outfits. You can't even decide what to wear once within a half hour. And so, uh, you know me, self-righteous, uh, was just really, like, <laughs> proud and happy about the night. I offer you these tidbits of anger so you might repeat them and not just dwell on them. You said you were going to be mean this episode, and somehow I came out the winner. So I'm just waiting. Please erupt at any moment. Oh, I'll erupt in your ass. I'll be- <laughs> so sexually violent. Well, what a way to end this. We need to... Yeah, get rid of that one. We're not in a hot tub. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, within the last month, I guess I have two. In the last week, I guess, Matt's parents finally moved back after like 20 plus years from Kelowna. So it's good to have them like super, super close because you only saw them like once, once a year, which is really sad because I love them. They're so fun to be around. Uh, but the better silver lining is that I got, just got a new job within the last month and it's a really good move for me and it was a really scary move for me because it was me getting out of my comfort zone, which I'm not good at doing. So it was a really big step for me within my career to get out of my comfort zone and move forward and learn and develop so that's that's my silver lining i'm glad that i did that congratulations thank you that's so exciting do you like your job my last job i really liked it was really are you about to call me out no i'm just wondering yeah okay you're about to call me out for going to the gym i'm gonna head of this no no no. i'm not calling you out. I'm just, no I, I really do like my job it's fine. i didn't know that because we haven't really checked in since you started no i really do it's uh it's a large food retail chain so i like what i do um yeah, no, I do. I really do like it. I do really like it. Great. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for today, having me. For sharing your wisdom. And where can our followers find you? Oh, yeah. Listeners, not followers. I don't have actually that many plugs, but I just, my Instagram is uh, Matthew D06. That's two what T's. What does the D stand for? Pardon me? Nothing. Oh, my last name? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you can message me there if you guys have any questions about uh, the course, where to go, how to I get access to it. Um, if not, you can message Tom and Elliot and I can. Yeah, we can put you through. Yeah. Sure. That's kind of, that's kind of it. Yeah. Oh, wait, do you have a, do you have a mayor update for us? Oh, I do have a mayor update. Um, John Tory is the continuing mayor of Toronto. Cool. Yes. Great. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Yay, white men in conservative power. Conservative white men. We love it. Power. We hate when women are in power. Right. That yeah. would just be upsetting. Uh, no, I can't How have her get on her period. Oh, yeah, Jesse. What? It wasn't close? Not close at all. He sort of has... Oh. So I... 23.5 So I man? don't need to feel guilty about my vote. Or do I? <gasps> Guilt. Shame. Shame. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Goldie was third? Those... Those three? Goldie be Those Saran? people who... No. I don't. This is not the Toronto I know. Does the annual purge exist? I I need the address of all those people who voted for her. Sorry, if we might have to cut out some of that, may be intelligible. But um, the white supremacist Nazi sympathizer came in third in the in the municipal election in Toronto. So anyone who thinks that um, anti-racist action doesn't need to happen, or you don't need to be vocal about this, fuck you, because it's so real and it's so scary. Um, I can't believe she came in third. That's utterly horrifying. Sorry to leave you all with Holy this. Holy shit. Uh, let's do more, Toronto. Oh for the God. love of God. Um, everyone out there... Uh, I don't know. I'm so sorry. I don't sorry. even know what to say now. G- bye! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Someone say something funny. Okay, yeah, yeah. We shouldn't leave on this note, but... No. Um, uh, uh, do better. Let, we can do better. Yep. The fight is here. Yep. 
uh, everyone listening, tell everyone you know. To plug. Yes. Oh, Jesse wants Jesse us to plug it. Feels in bad plug? taste. Now yeah. rate, review, yeah. subscribe. Yeah. Find us on uh, iTunes, um, Twitter, Facebook, ugh, Patreon. Okay, let's talk about like Tom's Fuck. love life again. That's no, funny. no, no. I'm, we're done. <laughs> Fuck Faith Goldie and yeah. uh, see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Live show November 19th. See you there. Oh, yeah. Bye. No, one, two, ready, go. Yes.